Wake me up before you go, go, because I don't want to be standing here doing my podcast solo. No, I don't. That's why you're here. Um, I will not do my podcast solo, and you will go-go to my podcastio, okay? Uh, here we all are. Welcome to the mothership, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, tadpoles and pollywogs alike. Excellent show today, if I do say so myself, but you be the judge, okay? We're going to be talking about more incredible topics, dimmer switches. I mean, what other show talks about dimmer switches, okay? (laughs) We're going to be talking about uh, milkshakes, delicious milkshakes. We're going to be talking about the arm wrestling circuit. We're going to be talking about uh, growing old in Hollywood, Uh, I think we're going to have a couple of visitors today, uh, some from this dimension and some a lot closer to home. I won't tell you who, but uh, a few people dropped by the old Harland uh, Highway studio today. Um, We're going to be discussing uh, gas station snacks. You know those little uh, stores full of that junk? We're going to go through that, and we're going to stuff our faces. Yes, we are stuffing our faces right here. On the oh so stuffy Harland Highway! <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Rumpspin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Captain's log, stardate 5732965249852359752. The Enterprise is lost in the vast galaxy we know as space as we spin through the Black Nebula searching for planet Exlor. We find, excuse me. We find ourselves strand. Excuse me, stranded in a black, inescapable. Excuse me, Kirk. Yes, I am Captain James T. Kirk, commander of the U.S.S. Enterprise. What are you doing in my studio yet again? I am commanding the Starship Enterprise in the name of. I don't go into the whole thing. In the name of Starfleet Command, I told you not to go into the whole thing. This is not. The USS Enterprise. We are lost in outer space. We must return to planet Exnord. There's no planet Exnord. What's the matter with you? I'm not sure I understand your question. Okay, cut it out. Get the hell out of my chair. I cannot give up the captain's chair. I am Captain James D. Kirk, commander of the U.S. I stop it. Would you just stop it? I don't know what you're talking about. (sighs) This is not the USS Enterprise. This is my studio where I do my podcast. Get out. Oh, my goodness. It looks like an enemy ship is approaching the Enterprise. We must engage the enemy. That's not a ship. Clearly, you can see on the monitor there is a 
shipping. Black ship approaching the Enterprise immediately from... That's not a ship. That is my black pickup truck, a Dodge Ram pickup truck, parked in the parking lot outside my studio. We must engage the enemy. Mr. Sulu, activate torpedoes immediately. No, do not activate torpedoes. What is wrong with you? Mr. Sulu, fire torpedoes immediately. What are you doing? Fire, Mr. Sulu, fire. What What are you doing? Idiot, get out of here. I'm, I'm, I want you out of my chair immediately. You're going to have to pull me out of the chair yourself. Okay, I'm going to pull you out. Of my chair. No problem. I'm afraid I'm not going to let you take me by force. Kirk, out of my chair. It's not going to happen. Bring it on. Okay, you want to do this the hard way? Let's do it. Here we go. Get out of my chair. I'm not going to let you. Get your hands off me. I'm the commander of the USS Enterprise. Get out. Get out. Ow! Ow! Moron! Take that, you little weasel! Okay, enough! Enough, enough, enough! Get out of here! No! Get out! Okay, but I will be back soon to command the. Get out! It's not the Enterprise! Gone! If I could. Just shoot one more torpedo at your truck. Get out! I had a little bit of a complication on my weekend. I don't mind sharing it with you. I'm not ashamed. I'm a little dim. And when I say dim, I'm talking about... I had a complication with my dimmer switch. How many of you folks have the old dimmer switch in the house? You know, in the bathroom, in the living room, in the kitchen, somewhere in the house. You got one or two or three dimmer switches. And you don't think anything of it. You turn the light on. You're like, okay, I want some light. But then you go, wait wait, wait a minute. How much light do I want? I, I, I've got a dimmer switch here. Uh, do I want this much light? Or no, 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 that's just a little bit too hard on the eyes. Do I want this much light? You turn it back down and you... Oh, no, 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 that's just, that's a little too dim. Maybe, uh, right, maybe right here I can see the best. Oh, no, 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 that's, I'm seeing too much. Maybe right down here. Ow, I just bumped into a table. Ow, I gotta dim it back up again. Ooh, maybe you're with the date and she's not that hot. I'll turn it up. Ooh, I'm seeing some things I don't want to see. I'm gonna turn it back down. Okay, now she looks hot again. You know what I mean? Dimmer switches, man. How do you know where to put them? They should be called anxiety switches. I, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know how, how bright it should be. I am not, I'm not sure where to stop. I, uh, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Ah, screw it. I'm going to light a candle. Yeah, that's how simple my life is. The smallest things become a conundrum. And I don't know what that word means, but I, I think the conundrum is a relative to the cucumber. So I'm going to go pick some and try to simplify here on the Harland Highway. 
And speaking of simplifying, uh, here's here's a case where something was oversimplified and it led to disaster. Okay. Now, you all know by now I'm a junk food guy. I loves me some junk food. Mm, mama. Um, so I got a beef with McDonald's, okay? Here's the thing. I love myself a chocolate shake, right? And there used to be a time and a place when I'd go to McDonald's, I'd get a chocolate shake. Everything was fine and dandy. It was chocolatey heaven, Okay. But then McDonald's went along and decided to simplify things, and uh, they created a device in order to save time. They created, like, this Una, Una milkshake maker, okay? It's, it's, you've seen it. It's this big silver metal box, and it's got one lever on it. And you pull on the lever, and you press a button, and you either get vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry milkshakes, Okay? Um, as opposed to the old way you used to do it, you know, where you'd, you'd, uh, you'd open up the, uh, the, uh, freezer with the ice cream and then you'd have to get the scooper and the ice cream was hard. So it took a while for the employee to scoop out the three or four scoops and put it in the thing and then go to the fridge and pour in the milk and measure it and then put it on the, uh, milkshake machine maker. And then you turn it on, and then you got to shake it a little because the ice cream gets stuck. And then they got to shake it some more and turn it on again. And a milkshake probably takes about, I don't know, two, three, four minutes maybe. Maybe even five minutes to make a good shake. So the genius is down at McDonald's, you know, down in the, in the bowels of the McDonald's factory. McDonald's Research and Development. The lad's down in the gallows, dreaming up the new McDonald's stuff. They're standing around in their kilts and their bagpipes, and these milkshakes are taking way too long. We've got to do something. We've got to unify the milkshakes, lads. Aye, lads. Right? So what they came up with was this machine... Where you pull the lever and chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla comes out. Now, here's the problem. All the milkshake uh, flavors come through at the end of the day through the same pipe. Or they're going through the same, you know, machinery. Or somehow they're intermingling. Okay? Because I can't tell you how many times I've gone and got a chocolate shake and it tasted strawberry. Have you had that? Or it tastes vanilla. Or you're sucking on this, this pasty goo and you're like... Wait a minute. What the hell flavor is that? It's not really chocolate. It, I think I taste some strawberry, but what the hell? What the hell is this? Aye, it's a McAmbiguity shake, lad. Go ahead, drink it up. You'll never guess what it is, lad. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what it is. What the hell is this new flavor you've come up with? It's pretty hard to screw up chocolate, Okay. Chocolate is a pretty definable flavor, and it's delicious, by the way. I don't need hints of strawberry and vanilla and metal. And strawberry is a very strong, fruity, uh, distinguishable flavor, right? Strawberry, okay? And vanilla is vanilla, but it's still got flavor. So what I'm griping about is here's McDonald's making this machine to simplify everything. Because time is money, right? You know, th this machine 
takes about, uh, you know, six seconds to make a milkshake versus the traditional way, which, like I said, could take uh, four or five minutes. But the price uh, to pay here is that your milkshake tastes anything but the flavor you've ordered. It's like picture a box of crayons and some kid getting a piece of paper and scribbling a circle on the paper and using every color from the crayon box. And you're like, what the hell color is this? I don't know. It's just a color. Yeah, but what? It's just a bunch of colors. Just hang it on your fridge and enjoy it, you freak. Well, you're a bratty little kid. Up yours. Suck my crayons. Wow. So if McDonald's is listening... Okay, knock it off. I don't buy your shakes anymore, man. They're they're a huge disappointment. I don't need me an ambiguous shake, okay? I want to know what flavor I'm getting. I mean, it's bad enough that your your shakes are probably fake to begin with. Like the odds of there being any like real milk or dairy product in there. I'm I'm sure I'm drinking some kind of asbestos or plastic or something. I don't know. I'm just hazarding a guess. But that in itself is bad enough. But then again, you screw up the flavor. Come on, guys. Get your kilts in a, out of a twist. Um, so there you go. Sometimes simple is too simple. And, you know, that's the, that's the gripe I get about this podcast sometimes. It's like, Harlan, your podcast is so simple. We are worried about you. Should we all pool our money together and buy you a helmet? No, why don't you just uh, empty out that shake container and put that over my head? Thank you, and good night, Cleveland. Whatever that means. (laughs) Okay. I was watching sports on the weekend, you know, on the telly, sitting in front of the old telly with my golden retriever and my... Two Swedish models and my Orville Redenbacher popcorn. This thing comes on where it's professional arm wrestling. These guys with these big fat arms looking all tough and mean and uh, they look like they could like walk through a wall and bend a bus in half. And I'm waiting for something to happen. A big brawl, a throwdown, a cage match, something. And they step up to each other looking all mean and sweaty and angry. And then they're like, hey, man, I can bend your arm down farther than you can bend my arm down. Huh? Wait a minute. I'm going to sit here and watch two, like, bulked up, beefy guys hold hands for a little while. Spend, like, ten minutes getting their elbows in place. Like, that's hard to do. Just put your elbow on the table, dumbass. Wiggle your fingers and your thumbs and try and get the right grip. And then go. Ooh, I'm bending your arm. No, I'm bending your arm. No, I'm bending your arm. No, I'm bending your arm. Oh, my God, I've touched your arm to the top of the table. Oh, my God, you're out. Wow, a TKO. Knocked out in the first round. Ooh, his knuckles touched the top of a coffee table. Oh, my God. What action. What drama. I haven't seen a knockout like that since Tyson entered the ring. Oh, my God. What's next? Foot wrestling? 
sponge bath fights, mayonnaise competitions, I don't know. I think I'm going to go knit a sweater or something, man. Yeah, I, I got my, my hand ready to, to wrestle. Except I don't need to hold yours. What I do is I just crank up the middle finger. There you go. I think I won that arm wrestle. Right here on the Harland Highway. Okay, so are you ready for the only in Hollywood file? Are you ready for this? And maybe it's not only in Hollywood, but I think it probably is, okay? I was invited to a birthday party last night. Okay, little shindig. You know, they had the uh, the back part of a bar uh, cordoned off and all the friends and uh, associates and all the partygoers were there to celebrate this girl's party. I actually didn't know her. A friend of mine who knew her invited me to the party. So, you know, I was kind of crashing it. But you know me. I'm an observer. I'm always watching. And uh, when I got to the party, it became evident that most of the the cats there were, like, from the Hollywood acting community, right? So a lot of pretty girls, a lot of handsome guys, uh, you know, probably a lot of egos swirling around in the air. And, uh, you know, but overall, a great group of people. Everyone was having fun. Um, you know, good camaraderie, everyone was having a laugh, having a drink, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, about an hour and a half in the cake comes out. Okay. And, and it's the birthday of this girl who I don't know, very cute. Uh, I couldn't tell you how old she was. I would have said maybe 25, you know, long kind of Sandy Brown hair, blue eyes, you know, she looked good. She was in good shape. She was there with her boyfriend and, you know, all her buddies. So the cake comes out. We all sing happy birthday. I actually had to kind of mumble through her name because I didn't know it. I was like, you ever do that? You're at someone's party and you're like, happy birthday to Alice, Jim, Bill, you. Happy birthday, dear someone. Happy birthday to, you know. <laughs> you always feel like a dillweed. You know, you're singing. You're, you're, you're celebrating someone's life who up until a minute ago you didn't even know existed. Kind of weird, right? So here we go. They put the cake down on a table. And for the first time, I kind of get a look at the whole thing. And it's a vanilla cake, vanilla icing, and, uh, you know, right across the top where the candles are, it's like, happy birthday, Adriana, Um, happy, and then here's where it gets funny, the age was written, somebody, you know, the baker or whoever prepared the cake wrote her age, and it was three something, okay, and here's what happened in Hollywood, in the middle of the cake, the number next to the three there was a little square cut out of the cake from top to bottom. Like if you were hiking across the top of that cake, if you were an elf, you would fall down into the bottom of the cake. You'd hit the cake tray below, okay? So, yeah, that's what happened. Somebody didn't want anyone to know their age because in Hollywood, right, age is, is the enemy, right? The older you get, the, the the less work maybe you get, or that's the theory. I don't know if I buy it, but, but you know, 
it's definitely a youth-oriented uh, marketplace down here. So, you know, sure, there's a, there's a segment of, of the industry that plays to the youth, but I think there's enough room for everybody. But that being said, people get paranoid here about getting old. So this person was clearly like 30-something. So she might have been 30. She might have been 34. Who knows? But as far as I know now, she was three. Okay? This full-grown, beautiful, voluptuous woman. And it said, happy birth, happy three, Adriana. Because she, she cut out the number. Oh boy! Wow. So there you go. That's kind of uh, that's kind of the Hollywood game people play. You know. <laughs> um, and speaking of age, this this bit is getting old, isn't it? I've been rambling on about it for a while. So why don't I just take the knife out, cut a hole in the middle of this bit, and uh, why don't we move on to something new? Um, so, uh, let's get into a topic that, uh, this was one that you folks, uh, wrote to me about. I, I never wanted to get into this topic, but, uh, I guess it's something you folks who, uh, listen to the show wanted to get into, so I guess I'll crack this egg open, and let's talk about... Hey, the Harland. Ho- oh, hey. excuse oh, me, hi. hold on. It's, oh. it's, it's Rosa Louisa. Oh my God, the cleaning lady. How are you, Rosa? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm working a little bit late tonight. And uh, mm-hmm. did you need me to uh, move move around? Are you? Well, I was actually just kind of waiting for you because oh. um, I, I have the keys to the building tonight, so I have to lock up. So I was oh. just going to be want waiting. Me out of here? Well, I mean, you don't have to get out of the whole building, but, you know, you could just move your whole little area down to the lobby for a minute while I'm kind of locking up if you want. The lobby? Why why would I uh, go down to the lobby? Because I'm going to be in the lobby. Uh... Okay. Your your uh, your uh, little uh, cleaning outfit seems a little shorter than normal, uh, Rosa Louisa. Well, you know me. I like to uh, cut it off a little bit shorter every week, so no one really notices. But I do it for you, Harvey. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm in the middle of a podcast. I don't think I can go down to the uh, okay. the lobby. Can oh. I just tell you yes. that they got this whole new camera system put in the lobby? Mm-hmm. So if you go behind the front desks, you see that they have cameras that shoot from every angle. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just thought that we could, you know, use uh, Mr. Security Man's handcuffs. Um. <laughs> Rosa, Louisa, um... Oh, come on. Don't tell me that you haven't seen the handcuffs. And... Does the janitor's union know you're wearing uh, high heels uh, like that on the job? I think the whole building knows that I'm wearing high heels like this. Uh, But I was just thinking that we could try out the sofa with the cameras and the handcuffs. And, uh, um, you know, that that welcome mat on the front, like right where you walk in. I just, I don't know. Ever since I started working here, I had some fantasies about what that welcome mat Uh, really Okay, uh, I've got to take a break. Uh, Rosa Louisa, thank you. I'm going to have to... uh, pass on uh, your your gracious invitation. Uh, We are taking a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you you serious? Every angle? Yeah, every angle. It's like it shoots from like 25 different angles. Does it have a zoom? Yeah, it has a zoom. It has like 
you know, you can do all kinds of fun oh tricks. Hold it on. Has we're like we're all... still recording. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, pardon the uh, intrusion there, folks. That's uh, our, our, uh, our uh, rambunctious uh, cleaning lady here at the studio, uh, Rosa Louisa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was, I was just playing along. I wasn't, uh, that was, yeah, I was, uh, mm, I was just, uh, goofing, goofing with her. Whew. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's keep moving along here. Let's clear the cobwebs and, uh, let's keep moving right along here, shall we? Okay. I think, uh, it's fair to say that, um, how many of you have stopped to get gas at the gas station? <laughs> and, uh, you know, your 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 uh, tank's filling up, and you look over, and you're like, you see the little, like, uh, convenience store, the variety gas station variety shop there, right? And you're like, oh, look at that. Okay, maybe I'll go in and get a little snacky, a little snackorama, Right? So you go in and, uh, oh, God, y- you know, you go in and there's the weirdest collection of stuff, right? You, you look in the uh, fridge part. There's, like, everything from cream soda to chocolate milk to sparkling lemon water to, uh, you know, country time lemonade. I mean, there's ginger ale. It's just everything you can imagine in there, right? So you end up grabbing a couple. You know, you get a blue Gatorade and a uh, a Mountain Dew and a water to wash it all down. And then you go over to the shelves and they got the tiny size Pringles. And they got the uh, sunflower seeds and the cinnamon danishes and the mini donuts and the chocolate bars. And the chocolate bars alone are, are a, a mind screw. You know, have you have you noticed the Reese's line lately? You know, the guys that, that initially just made Reese's peanut butter cups? Okay, go go look next time you're in one of those stores, go look at the lineup or you know, of of the plethora of, of uh Reese's products now. They went to, then they went to Reese's Pieces, now there's a Reese's Pieces crunchy Twix bars, there's Reese's Pieces pudding cups, there's Reese's Pieces uh Dark chocolate, there's Reese's uh, peanut butter sandals. I mean, there's everything. It's unbelievable. And, you know, their trademark orange wrapper. I mean, half the shelf now is dominated by Reese's. I'm starting to wonder, am I am I pumping gas out into my truck out there? Or is that Reese's peanut butter and chocolate going into my engine out there? Right? And then you got like pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and corn chips and funyuns. And then there's a lottery ticket and there's ice cream sandwiches and there's an ATM and there's, oh God, there's so much stuff in there. But it's all in such a small area, you feel like you got to buy it all. Especially if you're on a road trip, right? And then you walk out and you got all this crap that's crinkling around and there's wrappers all over your truck. And now you're spitting sunflower seeds, shells all over, and pumpkin seeds, and 
The inside of the the, the uh, glazed uh, cinnamon Danish wrapper is blowing around, except it's coated with a lining of sugar and icing, and that's like sticking to your radio and your windshield and your console. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty kooky, man. It is pretty kooky, the whole... Uh, the whole darn, uh, you know, gas station variety store place. So there you go. I don't know why I'm talking about it. Just because I'm in there so much and it confuses me and it entices me and it seduces me. And I wondered if you had the same experience as I did. But probably not because you're probably a lot more normal than I am. Yow! Um, well, it looks like we are at the end of our show today, folks. The variety has ended. There's no more Pringles or sunflower seeds to be had here. We are sh- we are closing up the shop. But that doesn't mean it's the last you'll see of me. Um, if you listen to the Adam Carolla podcast today or tomorrow, uh, one of the two, I'm recording it later today, so I'm not sure if he plays it tonight or tomorrow, but check out uh, Adam Carolla's podcast so you can hear the kid. And then if you want to see me live, this is the big weekend coming up in San Francisco, folks. September 4th, Saturday, it's the Herbs Theater in San Francisco, California. Amazing show, full-on stand-up show, followed by a full-on sketch improv show no other comedian brings you both just me check it out and then if you're on the east coast the following weekend september 9th through the 12th i will be at hilarities in cleveland ohio the pickwick and frolic club uh incredible comedy club down there and uh please come and join check out harlemwilliams.com for your uh ticket information at cleveland ohio hilarities pickwick and frolic comedy club it's gonna be a blast um and speaking of blast i got a blast off hope you had a blast here today uh thank you for coming along for the ride uh love having you here and we will talk to you very very soon and until that time my friends there's one thing i forgot to mention that's in the gas station convenience store there's always a big plate of chicken chow mein baby